The train headed for Sunset City will be departing soon. Welcome everyone to Sunset City, the Sonic podcast for the modern and classic age. Population, Nick, that's me, as well as this beautiful, handsome cat titty man on a Cirrus. Hello. And an actual goblin, Channel Pup. Ah. Is he, can he at least be, can he at least be like the green goblin? During the specifically during Goblin City arc. Well, I want the green one. I want the green one. Okay, fine. And he can be he, he can be Doc Ock from Superior Spider-Man. He's the furry goblin. They're a little furry goblin. <laughs> you get <laughs> fine, pup. You get Hobgoblin. I'm sorry. That's just, I wanted, anyway. I wanted Willem Dafoe. I wanted Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Anywho. I always thought. Willem Dafoe would have just been scary without the mask. Like, just paint him up green, naked, set him loose. Stop. Watch better movie. Stop. It was perfect. <laughs> so this is a Sonic-themed podcast. This is your one-stop shop for all things Sonic news week to week. There's not a whole lot going on, but if you like what we do, you want to hear more of our masculine voices, we all have YouTube channels, and we will drop more of that fun little information at the end of this video. We are recording this right after our fifth episode, so there's not a whole lot left to talk about in terms of news. I got a couple of little things to mention. Outside of that, we just want to get caught up with the rest of the Q&As, so going this, forward um, this will be the biggest. will be filler material, so there's the... Uh... There's the button to close the window. No, it's not, it's not filler. <laughs> this, is, this is and, very um, important to the plot going forward. I I do think it's important to catch up to all these just so we know. You know, I want people to participate in the show, but also it kind of helps give folks that might not be familiar with one of us, like if they only consume one of our content, it might, might give a better idea of who we are as people because it keeps surprising a lot of people that watch my show just how bitter and cynical and old I actually am. <laughs> Subscribe to someone else. <laughs> it's not. It's not, a, it's not a surprise to me. But then again, like we talk, we talk outside of me watching your YouTube videos, so I know you're a bitter old man. That's fine. But like my my show is more to just help. It's like therapy for me. It's help help me through that. Like look at things with a different perspective and grow as a person and as a fan. And that's we're not here to promote my channel. We're here to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. Well and then, let's talk about. Let's talk about Sanic the Hedge Hedge. Do you well, think not... he's got a retractable cock? <laughs> he's got to, right? Sonic, he has to. He can really move. At least move. in some canons. Or maybe he... in the game universe, genitalia just doesn't exist. Well, okay, game universe aside, like, we know he's had children, right? Yeah, but that could be bought by the stork. How the do you explain st the, the stork? Let's not talk. Let's not talk about explaining cream. cream right after to... talking about birthing children. Yeah, guys, we're a really good show. <laughs> on top of things here, um, yeah. As far as news is concerned, I think the only thing we actually have is we have a little more information in terms of what toys are coming out. I know we're gonna get a new uh, little playset like we did with Green Hill, and that's gonna be Studiopolis. Fun. Is that going to be like Lego? 
No, that's um, like for the action figures little playset. Oh, okay. Well, which I like. I got my Green Hill one, and I, I just like having it on the shelf. It's nice to have like some of that world. I don't know, displayable. I guess. I think nice. I I think I need to actually start like populating my shelf with more than just Pokemon merch. Honestly, like truly and honestly, Studiopolis would be fun. I'll probably be picking it up. Weird they keep using Studiopolis, though, with little things here and there, like the recent Ultimate Sonic Collector's figure, which is basically just a rehash of another one we had a couple of years ago. That has a Studiopolis base as well. I mean, it might and, be that um, that's, that's don't one know if of... going to be showing back up. It might be that it's just one of the levels that, like, people really, really gravitated to in Sonic Mania. I mean... It's the most easily associated Sonic Mania level, I guess. Like, oh, yeah. outside of the classics. So maybe they're pushing that because it's like... I mean, that was on all the demos as well. Yeah, that was the first thing we ever saw of Sonic Mania in terms yep. of new stuff. So that's going to be what Sega gravitates towards. And it, it makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Well, do you think they're going to do more with it? Like shows up in a 3d game something like that i think it's possible I, I, like I if they do so. like another generations kind of thing like i'd i'd say give it time but like yeah it will eventually happen i'm pretty nope. sure next 3d game is going to be boost formula in the in the hedgehog engine 2 and it's going to be generations 2 and it's going to have clunky clunky ass classic sonic running through a janky ass studioopolis can't wait I'm i just studying i just I don't want a generations two. I don't I don't want to be I don't I don't want to begin the day with being so cynical, but I really don't want a generation two anytime soon. We've been living through generations two. I mean we've been living through generations two for a decade now. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. mean if they can make one that is as good as generations one, I'll take it. I just I'm I'm so tired of nostalgia for Sonic though. Same, I want new same. shit. Uh, if it's a if it's as good of a game as Generations One, I'll accept it. I I just think there's a time and place for a game like that, and I think the excitement works so well because we didn't have any of those environments in that particular framework. We had not seen classic Sonic for a long time. It all needs um, a break. It all needs a break, and then it can come back when it's welcome. Or or it's or it needs to be reevaluated. Like I still would like seeing some classic Sonic worlds brought into 3D, but it, the aesthetic is not the most important thing. Even though last time we, um, I just rambled about, you know, the human worlds and not wanting to see cities anymore. Um, ultimately, what matters is how you traverse those worlds. So, I, I mean, like pretty stuff, but let's let's make them fun to play through. I'd I'd be fairly excited for them to bring back levels that we haven't seen brought back. I guess, like if they said, "Here's Sonic Generations Two. The levels are Spring Yard Zone." Uh, Mystic Cave Zone and stuff like that. It's like okay, I wouldn't mind a three D Mystic. Levels. I wouldn't mind a three D yeah, Mystic, 3D cave, Mystic cave, um, launch base zone or something for Sonic Three and Twinkle Park for adventure. Like you, you could revisit that, you know, sort of framework. And if it plays just as well as the original Sonic Generations and is expanded a little bit to account for the pittance <laughs> of history that Sonic has had post Generations, like you know, you you can you could get me excited about that. It just has to be at least as good as the first one. I get that. I, I'm kind of over 
caveats, honestly. I'd like more 2D Sonic, obviously, but I'd like to see it grow a little bit more just because the fan base keeps showing me fun ways we can explore that. Ultimately, what I want more than anything else right now is um, that momentum and speed and fun in an open 3D environment. And I don't mean like a full-on map. It doesn't need to be like an open world video game. I'll take it, but I want I want to... I don't know, the realization of Sonic Adventure, at least Sonic Stages, like fully fleshed out. Like that's ultimately what I want. And that's what I've been wanting for a very long time. Very, very long time. That's I think that's what I want more than anything else right now. We're we're all just okay, so this is this is essentially three people sitting around a table just slamming our heads into the woodwork, going, please Sega, just give us a good game. I think that's most of us. I think what we want is really simple. We want a game with momentum-based gameplay, but also don't bring back any levels, but bring back some levels that we don't know so much about. We want the boost <laughs> gameplay, but we want the adventure gameplay. We want 2D <laughs> Sonic, but we don't want it to be in 2D. <laughs> Sonic, I think Sonic boost, Bandicoot. I think Boost should have stayed in segments, man. <clears throat> I, I don't think they... I don't know. I need to actually play through Unleashed before I actually flesh out this particular thought pattern. But like, like this whole time for this past uh, decade, when I think about the boost games, like they are such a surreal. Not surreal is not the right word, but they're such an adrenaline rush. Like I have, I have so much fun when, especially when you get the hang of those levels. They're a yep. lot of fun when they pad them out so badly, like they do with literally all the games. Even, um, I mean Unleashed is the most notorious of them but like even when we were all praising sonic generations like classic sonic still feels like padding in that game and i i wonder if they just they didn't pad it out correctly like maybe 06 was onto something with the high speed segments where while it was sloppy maybe that's how it kind of should have been where you have more open-ended gameplay and then like parts of the level or like even like bonus stages were uh where you boosted you could have act one being like adventure style gameplay and act two being boost the thing is i also think like people have generally been looking back on boost sonic gameplay much more critically since forces like mm-hmm. i think prior to that a lot of people were like this is a quintessential modern sonic gameplay style that can rival the adventure formula because we were shown in generations that sonic could be pretty nimble with platforming with that gameplay style as well um so I, I think it's like with Forces, a lot of people are looking back at it as something that it wasn't really. Like in, in Forces, like the levels, people often accuse like Generations and Unleashed of being boost to win, which they weren't. There was a lot more to it than that. And then Sonic Forces kind of took all of those reservations and made them flesh. And I think that's why people look back on the boost as something that never unlocks Sonic's true potential. It- when in actuality, it has done that. Like in, in levels like Sky Sanctuary in sonic generations that is a fully fledged platforming stage with little bits and bobs there where you can speed through these like spiraling um spiraling uh, footpaths and stuff with that boost and it feels great so like i would still not completely throw boost in the bin if there's more they can do with it but at the same time i think sonic adventures gameplay style is just as agile if not maybe more agile in some ways i don't know whatever's best for the game is what i would take but like just not not forces i saw a video online actually as well 
Because I've always wondered, like, forces, you don't even get the adrenaline rush while boosting. And I no, saw this you video don't. where someone mm -hmm. had taken forces Sonic and stuck it into the generations level layouts. And what I realized is that his boost in that game is sluggish compared to the previous ones. He doesn't go anywhere near as fast. So when he's got that little Sonic boom bubble around him, it doesn't feel earned, you know? Whereas Unleashed yeah. is like, whoa, bullet speed. So, yeah. But anyway, well, that's a tangent. Well, I think... Oh, boy. I'm wondering if I'm going to get in trouble with this one. I I feel like the layout of Sonic Unleash immediately shows me that we had already hit the limit of what boost can be with game one. Um, I think it worked better in the Rush series, honestly, with that particular layout. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think the fact that they felt it necessary to pat out the rest of the game as much as they did shows me that there really wasn't a whole lot they could do to expand out on this particular game style. Doesn't mean like it was, you can't have better aesthetics or you can't have certain challenges or there wasn't any kind of improvement. I do think uh, the generations levels are a particularly uh, well set out or well thought out set of boost levels. Um, but even colors where when you know we're all demanding like just give us you know sonic stages even then it, had to, it showed a lot of limitations colors had a lot of padding colors like, had a lot of weird stuff in it too that just didn't feel very sonic as much as as much as i like colors and it's a solid game i made the point in a previous episode that acts two through six are literally just cut up segments of act one in in, in a lot of scenarios and i don't like that and also the 2D segments of Colors. You don't really have this so much in Unleashed and not really as much in Generations, but in Colors, the 2D segments of the game feel not momentum platforming the way that Sonic normally is. It feels very block platforming, and that feels yes. very padded to me because Sonic can do block platforming stuff because he's a character that can exist in 2D, but I don't want to do that all the time. If I want block platforming, I want it as like, of a short moment in a single level, like Flying Battery does this, where there's like small segments of block platforming and then it goes back to your regular gameplay. Like, I'm fine with it in small bits, but in in Sonic Colors, there was like, here's Act 3. It's all slow block platforming, waiting on rotating mechanisms to move so you can get to the next area, and oh, here's the cube puzzle, enjoy that. And like, I think don't um, want that. With the boost gameplay... You need very, very imaginative level design to test that boost Sonic in 3D in new ways. You have got to keep doubling down with new challenges, and it's a hard thing to do. But the thing I will say is, there's still a lot we haven't seen it do. We haven't had a fully 3D boost Sonic underwater level before. Um, and it's like, you look at some of those old Sonic archetypes, like... There's still a lot I would insist that you can do with boost Sonic, but I think Sega has played things quite safe like anytime he's really done anything new platforming wise it's gone straight into 2d and it's like okay but can we try what we can do with it in 3d and i think it, you can i felt like dimps uh, there were moments where dimps when uh if you for the wii version of unleashed there were moments where uh moments when dimps actually let you explore that platforming a bit there were side passageways in the desert level that did have some of that platforming that I liked. And then I remember that the Dimps version of Eggman Land also had a decent bit of that. And the Dimps version of the perfect Gaia or uh, Dark Gaia fight 
before you turned supersonic had a little bit of that as well and stuff like that felt really good when it wasn't forcing itself to go into 2d this also kind of uh, takes me to something I've seen going around Twitter as well. Like, um, basically, like, I think a lot of people are saying, you know, Sonic needs to regularly change things up. He needs to regularly change his gameplay style. I would say if they get one that works, they should just stick with it. And it should be a matter of taking that Sonic to new levels and new adventures. And if they can keep it uniform and it still works well, stick with it. I've seen people on Twitter complain that Sonic's design hasn't changed over the past few years but it like shouldn't have at, to though yeah look at look at any other gaming mascot do they constantly change designs all the time that's like that um, seems to be people who are who are sonic fans who've, who've been fans for a while maybe but not to discredit their opinions but that seems to be the opinion of somebody who sees how sonic has operated how he's tried to adapt to multiple things and they go ah because this is how Sonic has operated in the past, this is how he must operate. This is I'm gonna I'm gonna be the philosophy guy for a second. It's an appeal to tradition fallacy. It doesn't do any good. It doesn't help to say this is what Sonic's done, so we must do that. I think you're right that we should be able to get a Sonic that just once once it starts doing things right, we just continue to expound on that as long as there's enough stuff that can be done within the framework of what he's doing. I think Adventure Sonic has more stuff that can be done just because he's more easily controlled, especially at high speeds, than Boost Sonic. Like, there's more stuff you I can think... do with those characters. Yeah. I think in some ways we've also all become Sega in a way, where, like, one bad experience and you throw everything out the window. Like, people were really praising Boost Sonic and Classic Sonic and stuff around the generation's time. Mm. And then Forces came out, and suddenly it's like it was always bad. This is a new era of Sonic that needs to stop. Like, it's it's interesting how, like, attitudes have been kind of converging a little bit on Sonic. But, like, I think there's so much anger at the poor Hedgehog right now that people are just angry that Sonic looks like Sonic at this point. Like, it's, it's very interesting following kind of these trends in the fandom. Okay, so I disagree with some of the points you guys were making. <laughs> That's fine. I'm sorry. Um, so I think what they're talking about in terms of what Sonic looks like, I think they're talking about like the very specific render that we've had since Sonic Unleashed. I don't think it's too much for anybody to ask to see that tweaked a little bit. I do think it is um, trying way too hard to be Mario. And the thing about Mario is, like, yes, we have a stock design, but, like, fans will start complaining when we start seeing those same assets used over and over and over and over. That's a big problem that people had with uh, with the, the new Super Mario Bros. And honestly, like, it's the least interesting part of, like, Mario Maker. Um, and even the most subtle little things, even with lighting or with a little bit of tweaks in the character model, it, it does make a lot of difference. And... I, I don't blame people for uh, being upset over that. Like, they're, it just feels like Sega's being lazy, especially when the 30th anniversary is showing us the exact same stock asset, when I think people are pretty desperate for something new. And I, I don't blame people for that. I'm kind of with them there. I mean, the thing I would say, though, is the, the number one question to ask is, is there anything wrong with that asset right now? Yes. Now, I would still say... Yeah, I'm, I'm actually getting into that. <laughs> I was about to say yes, there Sonic should keep that overall same character model, but I want to see him have a bit more movement, even in still images, if you get me. Like, I want to see him look like he can squash and stretch. Like, I think 
you you can do squash and stretch animation in video games. They've done it in Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric. I would like to see squash and stretch meet Sonic. I don't care if he has the same design or not, I, but I just want him to move different. I, I, so we have a an, a fan artist, and I don't know who it is, but do you guys remember those leaks of like the Sonic 3D collection, stuff like that, like last year or even the year before that? I don't remember what it was. No, I don't. Everyone, well, they're... There was. I would look it up if you ever get the chance. I don't remember the artist's name, unfortunately. But, like, the renders were so good that people were convinced that this was a new... um, This was a new game. This was... And everyone was, like, blown away with, like, how nice the renders look. And there's no real difference in the character design or anything like that. But just the way it struck out at the screen and things like that, like, it showed a lot of dynamic action. And I yes. think that's I think that's what people aren't really articulating. They want that dynamic action that we used to see in in the adventure art style like it just like everything just looks so intense and wild and just ready to get up and fucking go and that was So you don't get that with Sonic ad, anymore. Ad, adventure Sonic felt like a character. Modern Sonic feels like a like a safe mascot. It yeah, there's that. Um, I still call him the same character, but yeah, it does feel toned down. There's that Team Sonic Racing uh, render. That's probably one of the most popular ones at the moment, where he's just, you know, they're straightening his gloves, but he's just, he's pretty much just standing still. Like, it's it's not a big deal to me. I think it's kind of a non-issue overall. But yeah, I would appreciate if we had some more movement in those renders. For a guy that's supposed to be running, he should look like he's running. And I don't get at that least like he's ready to trend. run. Like he shouldn't look like he's just there. Like, oh, I'm just straightening my gloves now. Oh, I might go. Well, I might not. That's well. Here's the thing, though. Like that render, it reminds me a lot of uh, Spazianti's old art from the cover of Mecha Madness. Again, I'd look it up because mm. it, it does look like songs like ready to just kick some ass. It's fucking cool. But with that render, it just kind of falls apart it's not not super special and it's ironic because this is the render that they're using for the fastest sonic has ever been like there isn't really an adrenaline rush in the sonic games quite like the boost gameplay style but um and that was the other point i was kind of disagreeing with you pup and that was like the ultimate point i was making about the unleash game which was it's fun it's a lot of fun and i don't mind it when it shows up but it's not dynamic enough that it can carry a series, especially for an entire decade, and especially if we're waiting this long between games. So I don't blame people for being frustrated by it because Forces feels like a rushed six months later out the door game. It does not feel like four or five years after the last game, after yeah. the last main title. Um, so I get why yeah, people get are it. sick of it. I think people are... I'm with everybody about it where... I always jump devil's advocate both ways. Like when it comes to like, okay, you're being a little bit too dramatic about Sonic forces and the boost gameplay. But at the same time, when I sit down and ask myself, I was like, all right, Nick, do you want another one? I'm like, not right now. I really don't. <laughs> what do you guys I, think of the, I, um, I would like to see more there. The kind of poses that we see on movie Sonic on his renders. I, I quite like them because he still looks like he's got quite an attitude to him, you know? They're okay. I mean, they're, they, right. they're fine. Like, they're, that's, that is a serviceable Sonic, and he looks good for the movie. Do I want to see that in the game? No, I don't. I don't. I Absolutely don't want movie not. Sonic in the games. 
I don't so either. I'm um, in the faction where I'd be fine with if they put movie Sonic in the games. But you like, the think point I'm fucking is... bees are good for the Sonic canon, shitting out honeycomb rings. I think he's actually I... being serious this time. <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. I, I'm saying like I wouldn't. I think a lot of people wouldn't mind if movie Sonic made his way to the games because he he is a really good looking Sonic. But like the thing I was thinking was in those renders, well, in the movie in general, they really play up the whole he's a teenager aspect of mm -hmm. sonic mm -hmm. and i do think that comes across in the renders like for example there's that one where he's just kicking back with his phone and he's got a ring around his finger yeah you get that whole he's a teenager thing there's not as much that you can read into the character of sonic with some of the recent sega renders if if you understand what i'm saying like the team sure. sonic racing one what does this tell you about who he is as a character it it tells you he straightens his gloves and he's kind of friendly because he's got a friendly looking face but it doesn't really tell you much else compare that to a sonic adventure render you you get the sense that that is that ah oh, yeah this is happening kind of personality so i think it's just it's not so much the model that's the issue for me it's that they don't have much personality in some of those renders i get that um i mean that is a fair point and i i think that's part of the problem with the divide of classic and modern is um there you don't see the youth there anymore and movie sonic does have that there's no youth in um in any of those designs i don't want movie sonic in the games simply because i think movie sonic works in terms of if we needed to we need we had a particular challenge like we need to design sonic that works in the real world it works as far as as far as i'm willing to take that design but in terms of like removing some of the more unique um design identity from his core design, I, I'm not about it. I like his mono eye. I like his uh, plain ass arm or his bare arms. I like all these unique uh, features that make Sonic stand out so so much from everyone everyone else out there. And I think you know making him fluffier and giving him two eyes. It, make, it makes it makes him a lot more like other animal mascots it's, at that point. It's too western. It's yeah, it's getting too close to to the traditional thing that I don't I don't need from Sonic, but regardless for the movie, I I think it works beautifully. I really like the design. I I desperately want a figure of of that version of it. I I, I like I I do like having different Sonics. I like being able to just point and go that's classic. Uh, that's Greg Martin's. That's movie. Um, not terrifying movie. Tyson Hess movie. <laughs> oh, you don't want human teeth? So that's just Sonic? me. I'd still buy the figure. Another thing I was um, thinking uh, is I think um, even with the classic Sonic renders, and I'm talking exclusively about forces here, mm. the classic Sonic renders kind of went south as well. Like in Sonic oh. Generations, you've got oh my God, some yeah. little reprisals of some of his old poses and stuff, and they look great, and they're a lot of fun. There's, I think one of my favorite ones where he's like revving up and getting ready to go. Whereas yeah. with Sonic Forces, your classic Sonic render is him just standing there looking it, unhappy. It's, it's very phoned in. It's like, hi, guys, this is Sonic. The character. I can go He's grab my figure. Game. I can go grab my figure right now. And um man, it's it's amazing the difference in art styles. Uh Tyson Hess Sonic, the one that we see in Mania, looks like he's fucking quick. Oh yeah. The one in forces looks like he he doesn't even know how to move his legs. Like he doesn't it's <laughs> 
it's it's really ugly i noticed it's like the whole identity though of those like every sonic game has its own individual renders and stuff like sonic 06 is it's the lanky realistic one sonic unleashed is he's a bit more mature you kind of can see he carries himself a bit more maturely in those renders move over to like sonic forces is like here they're just unhappy that none of them are smiling this time you've you, you know the typical sonic box art he's all happy and raring to go now he's angry like that's just the entire identity of sonic forces it's just it's an angry sonic game. we've we've had that since like lost world too that just kind of that just kind of sonic that's either that's either just frustrated or just kind of there yeah. honestly and i'm not i'm not here for a sonic that's just kind of there i've Sonic has always been that thing that if somebody was playing it on a screen near me, I would get sucked in and want to play as well. And and current Sonic doesn't give me that. Current Sonic gives me the feeling that you put a model in the Unity engine almost and just kind of dropped it in and hoped for the best. And yeah. I don't I don't care for dropping your model in and hoping for the best because I've seen better from this character. Especially in a day and age where uh, people just can hop out and make their own video games. And oh, those yeah. people dedicating their free time to a fan game, something they can't make money off of. A lot of respect for that, uh, especially when they're usually doing it better than Sega. Even in small doses, I know they might not have the capability or the budget, maybe not even the patience to sit down and make an entire game. There's a lot of work that goes into that, but does these proof of concepts alone just show there's a lot of potential with this character and we are stuck with a division of a corporation that clearly is not listening to anybody else and has never has. Thanks Earth Day. So <laughs> Japan. I just but yeah. I, I I will be honest though. I am I am hopeful that Sonic Forces and Sega paying more attention to the comics and and all this stuff. I'm hopeful that this will maybe give us a Sonic game that is worthwhile because if they if they are paying more attention to the comics now that you know they don't have them in in Archie's hands and they are looking at the fan reception to stuff like this and they can go okay this is the kind of story people are receiving well and they can look at stuff like mania and fan projects and go these are the kind of games people are receiving well if we can just get some kind of synthesis between the story these games maybe especially after the stuff that went on with the movie they can go okay when we when we're doing our next render we need to have Titan Tyson Hess on board to look at it kind of verify that this is going to be what people are going to to like a lot if they can get a synthesis between all of those and give us a good 3D Sonic game out of that, I will be incredibly happy. My my worry is that they're not going to try to synthesize any of those things together. They're just going to keep doing what they've been doing. I I well, I'm still in, excited for the future. Maybe more curious than anything. Like I've been burnt too much by Sonic over the years to like really actually get overly like, oh, I can't wait for what's next, especially after Forces. I should be more specific. I mean, Sonic Team. But, um, because this community did not exist in its in in its capacity prior to, um, I'd say before Forces, certainly, but during development of Forces, it is when this community really started forming and coming together the way it has. 
and the fact that Aaron Weber has moved up from a community manager, left Sega for a bit and came back and helped like kind of corral everybody together and now has been promoted and works for Sega of Japan. I think that's very telling. And I'm very curious to see what kind of changes that might potentially bring about. I don't know what Aaron does, but I have to imagine like he's done enough good to go from like, hey, I run the Twitter to be like, okay, like we're going to take you to main corporate headquarters for you to do some more stuff. I think that's telling enough that we're going to have something nice here. I mean, because right now all we know for sure is they're going to be selling us more toys and crap of characters that we care about that don't have anything to do with the video games or haven't had anything to do with the video games for a long time. So I get the anticipation because until we see the next project in terms of games, all it is is ever going to be is here's more crap for you to buy that you can put on a shelf, but not really to play. So, um, I guess my attitude is this, uh, I'm going to treat Sonic the way I treat any other character. Obviously, I'm very invested in Sonic. I think that's one thing about Sonic fans, is we are incredibly invested in this character. Um, but, like, overall, I'm not going to let that affect that my outlook is I'm just cautiously optimistic. Like, sure. I hope that the next game is something great. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm not expecting anything great just because of forces or anything. Like, I have to be burned a few more times than that, I think. But, like... As long as the next game is a good game and it's enjoyable and, you know, it's at least of the same standard of some of the better games that came before, I'm pretty happy. I'm happy if we get more, like, Sonic movies that are just as good as the first one. Um, and maybe if I get the time, I'll dip a bit more into the comics. But I think, as Sirius was saying a couple episodes back, there's a lot to look forward to about Sonic as a multimedia icon. Um... And I think Sega have really been focusing on that in the 2010s. Like, there's a lot of people that think, like, the 2010s was a waste of time for Sonic, but, like, it wasn't. Like, from the get-go, they were saying they were more focused on making Sonic a multimedia icon. And if we look back, yeah, we've got a movie out, we've got music constantly being published onto Sega's page, there's the record copy of uh, Sonic Mania soundtrack, there's all these new comics coming out from IDW that are much more in line with what Sega wants from the character, there's a TV show coming, like, it is expanding, so even if those games aren't as good as maybe they used to be, there is something going on here that shouldn't be ignored. Um, I just, I hope that the games do live up to it. I hope, you know, because the games are my favorite part of the franchise. Um, but we'll see. I've just got a we'll see attitude about it. I have some things I'm skeptical about. I have some things I'm hopeful for. Um, but we'll just have to see. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Sonic's always been a multimedia franchise for as long as ever. I think the only real difference we have right now is the movies. There's usually generally a show going on. Um, I mean, there was at the start a lot of TV shows, actually. Um, the comic's been there for, for decades until it wasn't for a couple of years. Yeah. And, you know, we've always had a TV show. <clears throat> Even if Boom didn't uh, light on fire, I'd say they've all generally done about the same in terms of how well they've uh, been received and how long they lasted. Mm. Um, well, like, the thing I'm just kind of thinking is, like, between, like, Sonic Heroes and say sonic generations i think 
there was a lot less focus on things like TV shows, and like they kind of left Archie to their own devices. I think Sega are pushing it just a bit more, like post twenty twelve. I think Wait, or post twenty thirteen. Post Sonic Heroes, that that whole era was when Sonic X was airing in America, though. Like they didn't have to focus a ton on that because that's when we when Western audiences when were getting. When did Sonic that. X finish? Though? When did Sonic X finish? I mean, Heroes was still. I mean, Heroes and X were still going on at the same time. Okay, they didn't really did wrap things X up till Shadow and O six. Yeah, yeah, like that's the... what I mean. So there was still quite a lull though between that era of Sonic being a multimedia icon and now through to like 2014. Well, fair. There's there's been a lull after X into Boom. Like there's, I think, I think there's I think a, it was a good ten years. But it's yeah, never more but... than a couple of years, though, is what I'm getting at. Uh, actually, I think with this one, hold on. So Sonic, Sonic X. X ended in 2006. So from 2006 to 2014, that's about that's eight about years? an eight-year gap. That's that is that's the longest he's gap. had. Sure. Yeah, I'm not saying that we don't have lulls. I'm just saying like, so I, I think this like ain't nothing new. That's years. all I'm saying. I, I, I'm not saying it is anything new. I'm just saying like that Sega did make it a part of their mandate that going into the 2010s, they kind of wanted to revisit that whole multimedia thing. Sure. And as well I, as that, like I, it's the getting... time to do it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. if you think about it, like the IDW book. And you think about like everything that's happened, specifically the Metal Virus saga, like all of that has happened before we even know what the next Sonic game is. Mm -hmm. Like we've had some really big Sonic storytelling beats happen. So there's always something happening with, with the franchise. And I think it's it's very telling that for the first time in a long time, people are paying more attention to the comic books than I'd say than ever before. I mean, certainly for a very long time. I'd say like when Ian Flynn picked back up, I mean, we didn't have the community as it was. So maybe we just didn't have the, you know, the source to go to where we could all, you know, like Twitter, everything, where we all come together and talk about the latest issue or whatever. Yeah. Um, but we have that now. And it comes from a fresh start from Sonic comic book storytelling. We're going to have a fresh show. We do have a little bit of news about the show. We did have a little bit more um, in terms of the summary. It sounds like Sonic is going to be um, in a bizarre world, I think it described it as. So I think it's going to be another situation where Sonic finds himself in a brand new location that is somewhat disconnected. So it's not going to have anything to do with his own history or anything like that. But um, like they're just removing him and plopping him into a new environment and probably new characters and stuff like that. Sonic with, you know, his friends as well. Bizarre Adventure. Let's so go. What I'm saying is I think Sega are investing now more than prior into these multimedia aspects even down to the point where sonic mania in a way has become like a multimedia thing with the sonic mania adventures oh, yeah. um yeah sonic absolutely mania records. so that's that's what i'm saying i'm not saying they've never done this before i'm, I'm just saying like they're kind of they're jumping on their new opportunities and they and should with the games a lot more yeah no and they absolutely should you got a movie out like you need to you need to take advantage of that you gotta strike Absolutely. while the iron's hot. I will say this though: I desperately want us and now to get a theatrical release of Chow in Space Two. Put it before okay. the next movie, like as like a little <laughs> short, like when they do a Pixar films. Actually, I wouldn't mind that. Just like a, just like a the movie begins, but there's like a quick little three minute, uh, and uh, animation in Tyson Hess's style, just go or the toy animation yeah. style that he's adapted for yeah. Chow in Space, and then and then the movie starts. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, uh, gentlemen, should we just uh, get the rest of the questions out of the way? Because I don't think we were anticipating talking this much. Yeah, let's <laughs> this is what do Sonic some, does to us. Let's do some questions. Sonic okay, hurts so, us. Um, and, and I know we have other questions that uh, are on community posts or I think Twitter or other little spots. Right now, we're just going to finish up what we had on um, the No Apologies Discord server. So let's just kick things off um, with Alex the Tall. What, in your opinion, is the best path for Sonic to take, not just as a gaming icon, but a media personality? Wait, so can we just can we just say rewind the episode? Just rewind the episode. We just, just accidentally. That wasn't okay. even intentional. I mean, I didn't. I didn't actually lay out what like what I would do. Um, I don't know what the new show is going to be like. I don't know what the new storyline from the movie is all we can do is speculate if it were up to me i would just take all of the aspects that have happened in the past anything that sega owns and just slowly incorporate it into a more cohesive sonic universe and i'd have it all somewhat stay canon to itself um the only danger there is and this is why i understand why sega keeps things vague is you can't really have too much character growth and also, I don't know, have consistent games that you want to last forever. So I don't know. I would, I'll just bring in some stuff from the past, establish them, establish Sonic's world a little bit better and then carry on from there. I think they're, they're making some smart choices right now, but until those projects drop, I'm very wait and see about it. So that's just me, but Cirrus, you want to take the next question? Sure. Uh, so the next one is from Dude Nah, you're Mr. Boojims. And it says, what do you guys like to eat for breakfast? I very much like bacon, egg, and cheese anything. It can be a biscuit. It can be a bagel. You can be on toast. Just bacon, egg, and cheese. This is good. I like eggs Benedict. Good stuff. So typically I just have a bowl of breakfast cereal. But like, um, if I'm like treating myself, or if there's like a special occasion, I love a full English breakfast. Now I know that Americans think that we eat that all the time. We don't. We we eat cereal. We eat things like Weetabix and and crunchy cookie cereal and stuff like that. So that's there's your answer from me. Breakfast cereal is so good, or not cereal. I mean, cereal can be fine. Um, I love cereal. It's horribly unhealthy for you, even when they're advertising it's healthy for you. Well, I do like in cereal America, too. Maybe. Like you've seen what our Fruit Loops look like over here. You guys have trash in in your systems. I'm sorry, it's just less trash. It's not good for you. <laughs> it's less trash, but it's like you're not gonna get like fucking herpes from eating a bowl of cereal here. You should, if you actually want to eat healthy, you need to not eat cereal. Is what I'm saying. You need to eat oatmeal. If oh, you're trying to yeah, eat healthy. No, yeah. yeah who, who bought this up? <laughs> you are the one who said you used your words, and here we are. Now we need to talk about the new multimedia thing, the Sonic the Hedgehog cereal. But mm, I bet we get that. I will buy it. I do have a I do have a box of Sonic cereal, that Funko shit that's sitting up on my fridge. Um tastes like garbage and they missed this opportunity they have blue loops instead of yellow rings like how do you fuck that up because when... then they just look like fucking cheerios wouldn't they cheerios well, yeah, are with cheerios back in the day why wouldn't you do that again 
<laughs> oh, Jesus. If they're blue, they're more, like, obviously a Sonic cereal, I would, like, argue. Like... I would think you should maybe take advantage of the ring shape and say these are rings and then throw Sonic marshmallows in there. Yeah, marshmallows shaped and Sonic. Okay, the marshmallows, head. yeah, because otherwise they're literally just Cheerios. Yeah, but the Funko stuff, that's fine though, because like if you're taking the generic ones, just paint them yellow. Nobody's eating them anyway. Just call them rings. That's that'd be super cute. They actually don't taste like anything. They're fucking it's garbage. Have marshmallow um, emeralds in there. This is I'm talking about the Funko cereal, not like what we should actually do for a for a jelly emeralds, <laughs> jelly like little jelly bean emeralds. I swear to God, okay. I swear to God, pup, you got you got next question. We're gonna be on. To... You just hate my ideas, don't you? Okay, so um, no matter how good they are, you just you're gonna laugh at them. Bumblebees. Okay, so jelly, do Jello then Jello because you Americans call it Jello and cereal. Yeah, because you put all kinds of other shit in there. You might as well add Jello. We put marshmallows in there, you fucking lunatic. Marshmallows what don't go in fucking about? cereal in any other country. So Mar why just they're not, double down? They're, they're, there's they're, there's they're marshmallows they're and there's cereal marshmallows. Cereal there's marshmallows are very yellow. different. Like Lucky Charms marshmallows. Just eat your fucking jello. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, so... Um... <laughs> Pup, I will go to the fucking UK. I will grab a bowl of Lucky. Ch I will grab an entire box of Lucky Charms and I will I cram them up your charms. butt. I don't think they have Lucky Charms over there. I will import them over illegally and cram them up his ass. So Dudo asks, "What is you guys' favorite RPG series?" And and if one or some of you don't like or at least not a big fan of RPGs, is there a particular reason why? tedious as hell dude it, it's a lot of time investment for it takes a long time to get into an rpg i'm not saying i don't dislike them but man it you need to be in a mood and you need to have a lot of time on your hands and i do not have a lot of time on my hands anymore yeah like if you're if, if you're getting me into an rpg it's largely got to be a multiplayer one now because it's got to be something that you're you're not telling me sit down and play this game for a hundred hours. You're telling me, hey, spend time with me for X amount of time. That I'm, I'm. It is easier to get me into an MMO than an RPG, and even then, I don't get into that many MMOs. I, th I think a lot of what made RPGs so addictive was the leveling system and the strategy of some of it. I mean, actually, the leveling system works against that because if you level high enough, you're gonna just destroy whatever you have anyway. Um, and I think a lot of those gameplay elements that made them so addictive have been incorporated into other uh, into other genres to the point where I don't always see the need to go back to a traditional RPG. But I mean, to give you an idea, like if we're going to talk RPGs, it's going to depend on what you mean by an RPG. Um, traditional RPG. I mean, I'll pick up a Pokemon every now and then. I'll pick up Final Fantasy. I don't know if I have a specific favorite series in that term, but outside of that, like Fallout would probably be my favorite in terms of Western RPG, even if they do kind of end up being trash every now and then. I have a question. What qualifies an RPG? Because like it, it means role playing game, right? But do you, do you not do that with any game? Like okay. if you play a Sonic game, you're playing the role so, of Sonic. So this Spider Man game, you're... you are. So what you're doing right now is mm -hmm. there's there's a long-running debate over what actual genres should be called for video games. Like when somebody says Metroid Prime is a first-person shooter and every single Metroid fan just, like, rips them apart, even though technically, it, like by the barest technical definition, it's true. 
So the reason it's called the reason they're called RPGs is because they're based off of the design sensibilities of old tabletop RPGs like Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. When we got stuff like Ultima and Final Fantasy, the only word we had to describe those games were the the terminology we were already using for D&D and other tabletops of that time. That idea has transferred over, just like the reason that we call the first-person shooter an FPS is because around the time that those started existing, first person in a video game was novel. When we got Wolfenstein and Doom, the only way we could classify them outside of something else was by the camera angle, even though, again, when we say first-person shooter, technically that includes a Fallout. Technically that includes a Metroid Prime. Like, it's not a it's not a super good descriptor, but it's what we've got. So it's shorthand. Yeah, you know yeah. what they mean. So if we're talking about RPGs, generally you have JRPGs, which are your more, usually your turn-based uh, fantasy setting, not all the time. Uh, and then your Western RPGs are usually your more action-oriented RPGs, like your Fallouts and your Elder Scrolls Fable. Which evolved from dungeon crawlers and yep. stuff like that. Yeah, they, they branched out in two different ways, I'd say. And then, yeah, you see the elements sprinkled throughout uh, different genres nowadays. But I think, I mean, I mean, we could go on about this all day and debate, you know, terminology and argue semantics. But I think just from the structure of this particular question, it's pretty obvious he's talking about traditional JRPGs, your Final Fantasies, your Dragon Quest, your Tales of, stuff like that. And for for that, I know what my answer is. Uh, it, it is every single RPG that I love in that category has done something to ruin my perspective of it down the road. So Mario RPGs. I loved Paper Mario. I loved Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. I loved Superstar Saga. But as those series progressed, they either move in the case of Paper Mario, moved so far and away from what they originally were that I just don't want to play them anymore. Um, but they are some of my favorite games to revisit, at least the older ones. Pokemon is one of my favorite RPGs as well, but that game series has only given me one game that's moved in the direction that I want that series to go, and after that, it's just kind of backslid for me. So, Yeah, <laughs> I can't say I've... I can't... Some of my favorites are the ones that resonate with me more, I'd say Final Fantasy IX is probably one of my favorite games ever made. And Final Fantasy X is weird. It's, it, again, like I said before, like it's one of those games where I don't realize how much I love it until I play it, and then I can't put it down. What's your favorite uh, moment in that's Final Fantasy literally... Favorite what? What's your favorite moment in Final Fantasy IX? I don't fucking remember that game well enough. I just remembered I enjoyed the experience. Um, I... I mean that's that's what I'm getting at here. I um, I, even my favorite games of the franchise, I don't replay them ever because that experience was so nice. But I don't have the time to recommit to those many, many, many hours. I just realized you know? there's there's one more game I have to throw in, and that's Chrono Trigger. But again, that's still that's in the same line of like games that just did not do anything with their series going forward, and I hate it. I, I love Chrono Trigger. <laughs> I just haven't played enough of them, and I have so many on my backlog that I don't trust myself to say this is my favorite when I know I need to play through the Personas or Shin Megami Tensei in general, uh, Dragon Quest, or God, so, so many. I've never touched a Tales of game, and I think I own a couple of them now at this point. Tales of is a good so, series. 
So I got, yeah, I got a lot to go through. I've just basically stuck with like the super popular stuff that everybody knows and has played. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, I love Final Fantasy VII. It's not my favorite. So whatever. How about you, Pup? Do you have any, have you played through? I guess I just haven't really um, taken a dive into the RPG genre yet myself. Um, I'm not really into turns-based stuff so much, but if it's more like kind of, you know, you jump into the world and you do lots of action and stuff, it sounds potentially up my street. I mean, I'm reading here that Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild counts as an RPG. This no. is um, no, okay. So this is this is again back to those descriptive terms. Art. Okay. Breath of the Wild has RPG elements in it. Yes. Yeah. But it's not. It is more an open world adventure game. Okay. Than it yeah, is an so, RPG. And we're not going right, to get into the sense. is Zelda count as an RPG debate. I hear it back and forth. In my headspace, absolutely not. It has definitely a lot of parallels, but no. <laughs> I, okay. Yeah. So, I, yeah, no, I just haven't really dived into RPGs yet. So, yeah. uh, But I, maybe someday. I don't have an opinion right now, though. I would actually say that getting into... If, if you're not into turn-based RPGs and you're wanting an RPG to start with, any of the PlayStation 2 onward era Tales of games would be good for you because they are not turn-based. They are action RPGs but they do have turn-based RPG sensibilities in them, so you still get you still get a lot of the feeling of what a turn-based RPG is trying to do, but you get it as a real-time combat game. Treat it like any other video game. If the aesthetic or anything else like looks like it's up your alley, give it a shot. Listen to the... Why... The reason why some games are as super popular as they are, you can jump into the more obscure hidden gem or very, very niche genres uh or or series after you have your taste with the the basic stuff there's a reason why pokemon's called baby's first rpg it has a lot of unique mechanics that kind of jumped off in its own subgenre within that subgenre but um i mean it gives you the core idea of what turn-based battles are like and if it's resonating with you you're gonna know it and you can deep dive from there but you know take your baby steps into that genre for sure so, so Nick, okay. you got the next question. Okay. Uh, this is from Macy. Nick, now that you have a Discord community, does it remotely influence anything you do when it comes to your content? This is not a song. He said he was never going to ask me a sonic question on this show. Um, I get that Cirrus is in the Discord, but I'm not talking about other influencers and content creators already present in the server. Okay, so... Um, I guess this is purely a YouTube related thing. Um I I would surmise probably I do always listen to feedback when it comes to what people like, but would I say I'm intentionally going out of my way to do that? No, not by any stretch of the imagination. I'm always interested to hear what you guys think of it. And I'll politely sit through uh critiques, but that's the most I'm going to do. Because if there's a problem with what I'm making, I already know about it. And if there's something I'm wanting to make, I'm going to make it. I'm not going to deny that the algorithm has definitely pushed more Sonic content on there. So I definitely put out more than I would have otherwise. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm still talking about what I want to talk about. I'm sure I've been inspired. And if there are specific moments in the Discord server that I got inspired, 
I'm more than likely just not remembering it at the moment because I know we've had conversations like where people are just debating like what's the actual worst Sonic game. And then I'm like, that's it. I got to make this video and I just still haven't made it yet. Um, so I can't immediately say yes, but I also can't flat out say no either. It's just not something at the front of my mind in terms of content. It's a, it's a separate thing for me. It's just a place for people to come hang out um, that I guess just dig my stuff. We have like-minded folks that can just come in, hang out and, and chill. And that's, that's kind of what I treat my discord for. So there we go. That's my answer. Woo. I guess I'll take on the next one since that was a, that was a purely Nick centered question. Yep. Uh, this one is from Jack and it is, which of the mainline Sonic games do you think had the most potential, but failed to deliver plot or gameplay wise? I'm, uh, this is probably the most stock answer possible. Oh boy. A pup is already laughing his ass off I back know there. Already. But it's it's every Sonic fan knows. It's it's gonna be one of two games. It's either going to be that mechanically 06 did not deliver, even though it did a crap ton narratively that I loved, or it's going to be Sonic Forces in the fact that yeah, there it is. that game failed to deliver. It delivered a little bit mechanically, but it had that setting, the idea that Eggman's already won. Like, we've seen that done in comics. We've seen that done in TV. It's so easy to make a good, compelling story with that. It's so easy to make a good, compelling Sonic game out of that, and that's not what we got. So if you... it's it, But it's a toss-up for me. 06 felt like a flash in the pan of mistakes when it came out forces feels like I've been punched too many times by my Sega wife. And now I'm, I'm finally filing the domestic abuse paperwork. That's where I'm at right now with forces. I'm, um, I'm going to give an unconventional answer and say Sonic boom rise of lyric. Um, because, um, if you see that first trailer for Sonic boom rise of lyric, there is potential there. It kind of looks like Sonic meets Jack and Daxter in a way. And if you were to take that kind of Jack and Daxter style gameplay, but combine it with speed and platforming, you could have something really awesome on your hands. Um, so I thought the premise for Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric was great. The overall outcome is not. Uh, like Sonic only being able to go fast in these Sonic Dash-esque segments. Yeah, that doesn't do it for me. There's too much 2D puzzles in a sonic game need to be tailored to sonic if you're going to get them right and that's a tough thing and i don't think they did that oh so, yeah it's one of those things where the ideas on paper were there but it did not come together Let's sonic say heroes sonic heroes sonic heroes in what way i'll get into it in the video okay fair enough and then we'll i, I guess we'll we'll have a sit down the same way that me and pup had a sit down about it later yeah, probably. I was quite surprised um, by the outcome of that. <laughs> I, I I just was like, I'm going to play through Sonic Heroes on stream, and we're going to see if my opinion changed. And I'm like, I like this game better now than I did when I when I was a kid. Okay. I do too, weirdly enough. I think I do too in terms of Heroes, but like in terms of like lost potential, that's just, I mean, that's why Game of Paul just kind of exists, is because most of this fucking series is... A lot of potential ideas they just don't finish up or they just 
it's not I, polished to the point where it should be. And I could I could sit there for every one of those goddamn games and and give you reasons why it would be a justifiable answer in that category. But for the first time, I really felt that way, like really felt the impact of the Sonic cycle is absolutely Sonic Force or Sonic Heroes. It's a little, little bit of a <laughs> Freudian slip so. there. No, I mean, yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> that definitely had a lot of potential it, it and did. they just did not deliver on that. So um, thank you for allocating this question to me, Cyrus, you fucking dick. Uh, but, no, um, Nick did this one, don't. Nope. Oh, nope. Nick, this then, is on Nick. Dick. This I'm is sorry, Nick. I tend to assume that you do the management of these things, being as Nick doesn't know how to use a fucking computer. <laughs> anyway. um, I just noticed you put it in Comic Sans, you piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also titled the document The Piss. So, um, yep. yeah. Anywho, um, quote asks... What game and or activities that are SFW do you enjoy in your downtime when you're all alone? <laughs> Next. <laughs> he even puts the wording. He even puts the wording safe for work. Um, and just the way you worded it. Oh no. When you're all alone. When you're all well, what else can you really do well, when you're all okay. alone? <laughs> the only thing Pup knows how to do when he's all alone is shoot rope. <laughs> What is it like poo rope or like <laughs> spider spooge dog? Anywho, um, ignoring that, um, I'm a minor compared to you guys. Um, you are anyways, 25. Um, Fuck off. He's busy. He's busy testing his web shooters. <laughs> How do I shot spooge? Uh, up, up, and away, web. <laughs> I get, I get bullied in this podcast these days. Don't Shazam! I? First, it's, first, it's the bees. Then it's then it's movie Sonic. Then it's webs. Like, what? What are we doing here? What am I, I doing? Bully here? you. I have different opinion about movie Sonic. You're all right. Okay. You're okay. You and your bees. Okay. Anyway. Um. Actual so... answers. What do you, What do you do that's safe for work, pup? Please tell us. Enlighten us. I make channel pup videos. Effectively, that's literally all there is right now. I mean, now, yeah. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. COVID nineteen and everything. Like all I can do is make content. Effectively, I um. I like to play video games. Uh, I'm rarely all alone at this point, to be honest, because, like, in downtime when I'm not making videos, I'll generally go to certain Discord servers and just harass people. So, um, yeah, there's more along the lines of anything. I'm never really alone. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a pretty stock answer across the board. I'd love to play more video games. I just don't have time for them. Um, I spend time with my wife and dog, but that's not being alone. Yeah, that's really not, but you completely lost the entire object of the question there, Nick. But I'd say drawing. I wish I had more time for drawing. I haven't drawn in weeks. It breaks my heart. Um, I mean, but that's that's what I'd like to do. I like exploring a lot. If you want, like, literally all alone, urban exploring is something I haven't done in years, and I, I desperately miss it. I like going out into nature and hanging out by a pond and watching turtles. And I like going on little hikey trails. And see what crazy ass animals I run into. That's that's the kind of stuff I like. I like being around nature. Nick the mountain man. I think for me More it's more of a lake man. Oh, I got a lake. Turtles. Lakes are fun. I don't. I, no I have mountains. <laughs> we got we got lots of hill we got mountains too, but not specifically where I am. We're on a giant hill and there's a lake at the at the bottom. Um, what did you say? You have green hills. 
No, they're Emerald Hills, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, so a lot of golf courses. <laughs> God damn. Um, oh, I, I did watch that Ace Card Gaming video. I did. I get it. Yeah. It's yeah. it a good video. I mean, who didn't think that? That was definitely a sand trap in the back. Like, who didn't? That's a fucking golf course. Of course it is. Absolutely. Of, of course it is. So in, um, uh, in the UK... Like Tiger Woods we, 99. In the UK, we don't have mountains and lakes and stuff. We have steel merchants and industry and grayness. We are a miserable country. Okay, we've got a countryside nearby, but, but like... um, you got castles. We we got like I mean my hometown literally has a castle in it so I can like I can vouch for that. I think not much. How far are you from Stonehenge? Stonehenge. Um, let me Google it. Um, (laughs) just how guys, let's go to Stonehenge. What are you doing this afternoon? Let's go. It's it's definitely not called Stonehenge, by the way. It's called Stonehenge. There's an N in Um, there, Nick. Is there an N? Yes, it's Stone Stonehenge. So What's a hinge? A, I'm just going to start calling you I, I don't know. I don't, I'm going to forget British the N. We say, we say weird shit, okay? Um, so, but on foot, it's 47 hours away, but by car, it is 2 hours and 38 minutes away from me. I keep forgetting how fucking close you guys are from everything. God damn. That's not close. A 2 hour That's 38 minutes. That's super close. Are you kidding me? Oh my as god. As far as we're concerned, it's, look, okay, look, we don't go on the Route 99 every other fucking day, okay? I have like, to drive 2 hours to get to a toy store. Are you kidding me? That's nothing. That's an yeah, we, afternoon. That's, not, that, that's your culture. You guys like driving your cars. I don't even have a car. I have bus pass. I had, but it's expired. It expired 2 years ago. COVID-19 has completely made me forget that it inspired everything. I'm going to so excited to explore that. That Europe. Yeah, that's it. You just anyway, rub your car if, in my if, face. If we, had, if we all collectively had the money to just randomly go explore other countries, that would be cool, but I don't think any of us have that kind of money. Until I think we get enough support for Gamecation, please. Ghost is moving <laughs> on your couch. I can see Ghost. Ghost! You're He's so cute. My nonsense. Hey, buddy. You're so okay. cute, ghost. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, next question. I think who's up next? I think I never even me. I never even got to answer the games or activities thing, but that's okay. Oh yeah, all right. Get going. We know whatever. what you do when you're all alone. Don't worry, Siri. <laughs> okay. Enlighten me, pup. Enlighten me. What do I do when I'm all alone? Let's have well, more masturbation jokes. I'm sure we need more of those. No, you're just busy working on OnlyFans content. <laughs> I like that we've given no safe work answers. I'm just so I'll just say this: the thing, the thing that I do when I'm all so you guys can't see, like Nick and Pup can see, but you guys can't see. Uh, it, when I when I'm alone, I'm generally sitting here uh, tinkering with whatever hobby I'm I'm in the middle of at the time. So for right now, it's 3D printing. This whole time we've been recording this, I've been clipping bits of plastic off of a 3D printed Mitsuzune model. Um, <laughs> But when I'm not doing that, I'm I'm modifying Nerf guns. It's literally just give me a mechanical hobby I can I can use my hands on. Yeah, I'm oh a God, devil. You should, it's, you, it's, should, it's... you should see the giant smile I have on my face and have had on my face for the past few seconds. Ghost is literally yawning. He's yawning. He was yawning. I was like, hello. Look, we, need to get you, we need to get you a dog. He's so cute. Oh he my is. Goodness. He's my precious boy. I love pit bulls. I just love them. Yeah, he's my sweet boy. Well, that yeah, he's very us. bored. He's giving me that look. Nick, you've got the next question. Have you guys played any Valve games? Yes. Half-Life? Yes. Team Fortress 2? 
Left for Dead. Yeah, Left for Dead. Yeah, I played all those. Like, this, yes, uh, that is yes. I have. I like Valve as a company. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Next one is. I from... guess I don't know. Should we should we expound on that? Like our feelings on them. I'm assuming that's that's what he's. I'm wanting to know. I think I love Left 4 Dead too. I, I think do, I would. Do... I like the first one more. I think, but I th I should like two better because I like the aesthetic better. So I've only ever played the first one. I've never played the second one. Um, right. and I've also only ever played it on console. And I think that colored my experience with it. Is that I I I didn't hate it, but I I grew up playing first person shooters not on consoles but on PC. I've never been able to really fully adjust to dual analog for first-person shooters. I can do it, but I'm I'm so much more comfortable than us. I need to sit down and do Left 4 Dead on PC to to actually like get my my actual opinion on it. We should do that sometime. I've not played that game in a, in a long ass time. That was probably the most fun I've had with Valve games. Um, I really like Portal. I thought that was a lot oh, of fun. Shit. I, I, I don't think I've ever played a thing. game. I like exploring because of the, the abandoned kind of aspect to it. Abandoned Aperture Science of Lab. Yeah, no, I, I had a fun exploring that. That's. <laughs> I want to play through Portal 2 again with my wife because she would enjoy the wit and she's not played through Portal 2 yet. Um, They're a great company. I just... um, I don't know. I've not played... I've not finished Half-Life 2 yet. And again, there's a lot of I'm seeing a lot of aspects of like urban exploring that even like games that show abandoned stuff don't really capture a lot of the, the isolation and the loneliness of it. And I think Half-Life 2 does that in some very sp particular spots very well. Um, Ravencroft? So I definitely want to finish that. I mean, I'm not talking about the haunted stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like usually when it's like abandoned stuff, there's like some horror element to it. I mean, like... I guess like on when you're on that little jet ski thing, like this is showing you just how far I've gotten. Not that far at all. Mm. You're just driving from spot to spot and just kind of collecting stuff. And I don't know. There's like this weird, quiet, just peacefulness to all of it that I, I didn't expect to find from that series, but found very, very soothing and relaxing, even though there's people trying to kill you every now and then. <laughs> Okay. Well, so serious. You're up next. Uh, said, "What is your favorite genre of music?" I don't really have a favorite genre. I tend to just kind of fall in and out of phases of liking different things. So, like sometimes, and, and a lot of this has been spurred on by Sonic. Sometimes it's enjoying a bunch of butt rock. Sometimes it's I'm really in a dubstep mood. Uh, sometimes I just like listening to old, like Kenny Rogers country music stuff. Not a lot of the 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 newer stuff where that's concerned, but I don't I don't think I actually have a favorite genre. I just kind of float in and out of which one I'm listening to at the time. How about you, pup? So um, I kind of like a hodgepodge of stuff. Really, I like a lot of sort of like um, '80s rock, like kind of like Alice Cooper kind of stuff. Um, I like uh, a lot of like sort of early 2000s rock, like The Darkness and like Blink 182. Um, my Chemical Romance, uh, stuff like that. Also, like, if we're going back to, like, the oldies and stuff, like, you know, the monkeys and stuff like that. Um, 
uh, 70s funk, stuff like Earth, Wind, and Fire, um, and just general, like, oldies as well, like, you know, Aha and stuff like that. So that's kind of my taste in music. Obviously, got a lot of love for Crush 40 as well. So, um, yeah, I'm just kind of all over the place with my music tastes. But generally, I guess if I were to refine it to one genre, I'd say rock. Yeah, if I had to put it anywhere, like the last time I honestly paid enough attention to music, it'd probably be in high school. And that was the, the pop punk era of things. So I, I still have a lot of love for, for that stuff. Um, and I haven't really expanded my taste too much. I find uh, find bands every now and then that really clicking with me that are, are really good. Um, but yeah, also, um, even if I've scoffed before and made people really angry, I mean, I think we had a couple angry comments about like, I wasn't a big fan of like the vocal tracks of a lot of game music. It doesn't mean I hate game music. I do still uh, listen to a lot of that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not enough of a music guy that I could quickly and succinctly, succinctly tell you uh, what I like in music and what I'm currently following and things like that. I don't even think I have like a, like a digital set put aside for anything right now which... i don't either like it's like that's i always find like for, for one i'm not like a massive music head like i enjoy music but i don't like follow music if you get me um but like um i find the question of what kind of music are you into puts me on edge because there's a lot me you too. can kind of tell about a person based on their taste in music you know i don't yeah. know i always worry i'm gonna get judged but like um i also like some electronic stuff as well i'm gonna pop that out there I, I I just I can I basically can tell you I like a lot of high energy um rhythmic stuff so I think that's why the pop punk stuff worked with me so well for a lot of other people um like there's like a strong melody that's going to probably carry me through those songs like I don't focus on lyrics so much or, or anything like that so I also want to throw out there tenacious D I recently um, had a bit of a tenacious D kick where, and it's horrible because like I I haven't listened to too much of the newer stuff, but like that first album of theirs, like I just I had the the itch to listen to it again, and I just listened to it for like a week straight. It was you just know what pleasant. you need to check out is on YouTube. You can watch this. There's like a series of shorts, but I think they've condensed it into a movie now called Post Apocalypto. I like started an animated... that. Oh, it's that. great, it's really and the songs it's in there adorable. are some of my favorites of the Tenacious D songs. But I absolutely love but, that film. That's what I mean, though. Like, even though they're like really silly, like there's like really good rhythm to some of those songs that you just—they're just earworms that get stuck in your head, and it's also like post-apocalypto even has like a little bit of like orchestral backing to it as well, which I mm -hmm. really think works well. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I don't I know. I have specific taste. I just not good at describing them unfortunately that's something i don't have a good answer for but it's something i've always wanted a good answer for so hopefully due time i'll narrow those options down he listens to green hill on repeat and that's that's the only song nick knows it has no, no better, yeah, he just, he even though i talk to... shit about it on that that video but it's he so just says the Green, sonic so. um, he just listens to the sonic jump sound effect on repeat <laughs> Just sitting That's there it? in his car, which is going bloop, bloop, <laughs> bloop, bloop. 
throwing the CD one just to spice it up every now and then. <laughs> Pup, you got the next one. I have. Okay, let's uh, read this out then. We've got a question from Macy. Other than fighting the algorithm, what is the hardest part about being a creator for you guys? Other than, of course, for you, Nick, your dick whenever you're editing a video about Sally Acorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, fantastic. Why Sally matters. I mean, what... I mean, do you guys have an answer outside of the algorithm? I just feel like that's the uh, like, yeah, above getting, and, like getting above hacked, getting, getting hacked and turned into a Bitcoin channel. I mean, that was sure. <laughs> so we sure we could we could both say that that was that that's that's we one of the hardest brother, things. We are we are brothers of the Bitcoin, Sirius and I. I mean, so but mine got turned into a gaming channel, and I'm just like, it's it's not the same thing, but it's it's the You're same right. thing. We're just brother. We're brothers of the hack. We, yeah, we're brothers of the hack, but I. And Nick is like our father. <laughs> I I think for me, the hardest thing other than than fighting the algorithm is, and it's it's largely because of the type of content I cover on YouTube. There's a point where like I feel like my mental health, not is is not in crisis, but it feels like I'm sacrificing a bit of it to do what I'm doing, and it's like it's always convincing myself that i need to dial back and just go okay no take a day take a day to yourself because you're starting to get sucked into the toxic loop of everything that's going on but that i think that's a problem unique to me and the stuff that i cover on my channel i think you're right that's a good point like the best part is the worst part and that's going to be the people um and generally just comes down to individual interactions so i mean i'm sure we've all just dealt with people that didn't really quite get the gist of what we are saying or fixate on one stupid thing, even if we immediately counteract it or expand upon it, and you just get those stupid ass comments of people that are like, "Well, you forgot about this." Like, no, bitch, watch for three more minutes. Um, I even had that happen, like on a stream where somebody just—and it's a—it's a politics thing, so I'm not going to talk about it too much. This isn't the place for it. But somebody like screamed about my definition of something, and I backed up my definition with literature. And they were just like, ah, but this one little technicality makes you wrong. And I'm like, I have a hundred years of fucking books on this that say you're wrong. And you have a single quote from a single politician from 150 years ago. And you think that undermines all of this? I, I yeah. You're getting blocked. You're getting you're kicked right out of the fucking chat. And I'm not enough of. Um, <laughs> sorry, go on. No, yeah, you go. I was just going to say, I'm not the only one who the, the particular individual, not going to name names, not going to give specifics. But another content creator who I talked to dealt when I explained that situation, they named the individual and they were just like, yeah, that happened to me, too. It was the exact same conversation. I did the exact same thing. I kicked him out of my chat. Enough. So kind of bouncing off what Nick said, like um, I had obviously that uh, the best example of this ever is uh, my video. Can you complete Sonic Unleashed as classic Sonic? And there's this whole punchline at the very end of it where I remember that classic Sonic can unlock the homing attack, and I've just been playing through these levels arduously trying to do it without one. And, like, the amount of people that comment, ah, you, you could get the homing attack, and it's just... I'm like, this makes me sad, man. This is, like, a big part of the video. Like... the Yeah, the amount of people who comment without watching the... You can tell when they haven't seen the video. The amount of people who comment without watching the entire thing, you're just like, dude, just just let it play and then comment. Come on. I don't let it just bother wait. me. I just ignore it. I like just, oh, you. Every now and then, you'll get someone that leaves like a paragraph, 
Well, I haven't watched the whole video yet. I'm like, well, I haven't read the whole comment yet, have I? I'm not <laughs> going to. Just watch. Like, on, on this video right here, someone will be like, such a shame you didn't do the Q&A thing again. <laughs> we even, even there, we had, like, people like, it's just such a shame. Like, I'm seeing somebody... Somebody was, like, really upset about our opinions about Sega as a company. Even though, like, immediately... Like, like, people just think Sega is just Sonic, and it's a shame to see that here. Something along those lines. And, like, we're all we... in the middle of the conversation where we're talking, we expanded upon that. And, it, like, it's fine. People are going to get upset about opinions. And yeah, I'm, I'm just never going to let it bother me. It's just fine. People get so, like, Nick was so matter-of-factly about this. Like, I had to stop listening. Like, well, okay. Just, um, yeah, for the record, guys, if Nick was completely matter-of-fact in his opinions, he would have beaten me up ages ago. I'm an opinionated asshole, but you kind of have to be if you're going to put yourself out there on, on YouTube. Like, yeah. as Sir has succinctly put it so many times before, you need to be just a tad bit narcissistic. It doesn't mean you need to, like, go full-on into that or be a complete dickhead, or actively think you're better than other people, but you need to believe in yourself enough to stand by your opinions and put them out there and be ready to fight for them. Otherwise, you're just going to crumble, especially yep. in Cirrus's yep. case. Yeah, my, my my area of YouTube is, is not very forgiving. <laughs> it's not. No. You see, in, in my case, I'm quite... I'm I'm unique and special, you see, because I'm not a narcissist, but I think I'm better than everyone, and I don't stand by any of my opinions. Fantastic. Oh, right. Uh, so you're a narcissist and also a ditto. Got it. No, did you not listen to anything I just said, you fucking underling? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking YouTube commenter, you son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 I think I think we could get to the next one before me and Pup have a row. Before no, before let's just <laughs> I mean we 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 dived a lot into like the frustrations of creating content, but at the same time it's it's worth those every now and then because like I have commented sassy back to people. Like I've just been like not in the mood for it. You caught me at the wrong time. I'm funnier than you, and you're gonna get it. And that's just it happens every now and then. It's not the best look, but we're all human beings. Dude. And at the same time, it's so much it does not it does not even come close to outweighing the positives. And I was just talking with, with Macy about like like how touched I am, because like we see like like the stats of like how often people are using like the Discord server. Mm. Like I'm always so touched like like I was telling you guys before we started recording, like it's just wild to me where I tried so hard to to be liked in, in high school and I was just this this complete weirdo and I just I just wanted friends. And suddenly, like when I actually put all my nerdy crap out there and like actually let myself be myself and not be so ashamed of it, there was an audience waiting for it. And mm -hmm. That is undescribable. And no matter how many people like post angry things at me, they're angry because they care about the same shit I care about. And that's still kind of magical. So I'm I'm about it. It's, yeah. it's pretty nice. I, I, I fucking hate being a YouTuber. <laughs> I just I just realized. So Pup, you got to experience this with me a little bit. Um, there is one thing that 
you brought something up, Nick, which was the having having the ability to just kind of like discourse with somebody who says shit about what you do. There was that one guy recently who tried to say that I was a secret government agent set sent specifically to harass his favorite YouTuber. I remember this. This was <laughs> I'm not even it's it's going to be a video up on my channel soon where I go I go through Isn't all it? of the comments. He put a lot of importance onto you with that comment, and I, I actually kind of would be flattered. It was so funny. Dude was literally like, I know you're a government agent sent specifically to harass, and I'm not going to say the person's name because this isn't the channel for it, but I just, I was just like, one, have I really harassed this guy? I've done a couple videos on him in three years of making content. I've even hosted him on my channel for a discussion so we could talk out our differences and came to the conclusion that this guy's actually insane. Like, I'm... Have I... Have I really done enough to warrant secret government agents as your as your moniker for me? I um I've been uh, accused of being a cult leader. Uh, basically, there was this is a there's a Doctor Who thing. A lot of Doctor Who fans are very political people, and you get some very radicalized right wing folks. And um, basically, one of my friends was kind of getting in with that crowd. But I kind of dissuaded him, and so he stopped. And then they all came after me saying that I'm a cult leader that's trying to turn people into, like, the radical left. And it's like, that's so all right, weird. I'll accept that. Why not? <laughs> if I'm a cult leader, that's awesome. If I have that power, I'll take it. He, he came to his own decision. I just had a conversation with him. I just uh, that's just so silly. Anyway, anyone who's on my Discord server, just be prepared for the great second reckoning. Uh I'll have green Kool-Aid for everybody. I'll see you all there. <laughs> uh May 5th, 2025. No, but for real, guys, if you're in Nick's server and he debates you and he sounds a little heated, don't worry, he's a dickhead and he knows <laughs> it. So like yeah. yeah, just let him have his feelings and opinions and stuff. He'll calm down eventually. Okay. So <laughs> Nick. people are still like really like taken aback when I when I told you to fuck off so i'm very sorry if i if i hurt your feelings pub uh everyone else you're gonna words Wait, happen you me to fuck off? it was in episode or told you to four. shut the fuck up i think i think that's four. what i said oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah, it yeah. was yeah. yeah it was with the boom knuckles design no it's just i wanted to get my thought out and i was like no you've been interrupting enough let me get my thoughts out it's because of the delay in the latency i know i know yeah, I get it. I totally get it. And notice something else I've noticed too. I have to do this a lot with my own videos. I talk like William Shatner, where there's just like a lot of pauses between my sentences. It just drives me crazy. So I don't yeah, know. I'm just like, it's time. I can say something. Oh fuck. <laughs> Wait, Nick, what are you saying? It's like that bad though. <laughs> it really is that bad. When I'm listening back to our stuff, I'm like, I can't can't handle this. Like I don't <laughs> so, even remember this. Like, do I just blank out for like a full-on seconds between my thoughts so folks i would say that it is <laughs> time to resume I will, cut. <laughs> <laughs> I will cut nick keeps threatening save. to break all of his expensive equipment pup you gotta be careful <laughs> I don't care. I want expensive equipment. I don't have it, so he can break it as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I was going to say, I will cut you. Like, have fun fucking up your screen, sir. <laughs> I'll shove it. I'll just shove the... This is meant for cleaning up models, but I'll just shove it right through the through the screen just to spite up. Listen, I'm just... 
a guy that likes it up the butt. When people that have you more than I have, <laughs> bitch, I can't lose what they have. Oh my god. Because it makes me feel <laughs> better. <laughs> it just keeps going. Cirrus, it's your turn. Go, 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 go. Oh my god, wait, is it my turn? Yes. No! No, it's not. It's no! your turn, Nick. No, it's my turn. No! I'm sorry, everybody. Okay, lowercase drop asks, who is your favorite Sonic voice actor? Uh, I? God damn it. I would gonna... say that I don't really have favorite. I'm going to be honest. I think I think mine is probably Okay, so if I can get Ryan Drummond, but I can give him the range that Jason Griffith had near the end of his time as Sonic, I think that's my ideal Sonic voice actor. I think Jason nailed it a little bit better than than most and it's always catches me off guard when i find out that jason did both shadow and sonic i'd probably give it to jason if i had to give it to anybody but at the same time like it's such a dude bro surfer michelangelo voice that i'm kind of whatever about it like the basic i don't know how to describe vocals very well but like the the standard set out by ryan then taken up by jason like that's that's how i kind of imagine sonic to act and I I think I'm more focused on the idea of better writing for that talent to take up and work with. So, so I think know. um personally, like I love Ryan Drummond because I love the adventure games and everything. Um and I love what he did with Sonic and Tails R as well on Emmy Jones's channel. But also, um, like when I think Jason Griffith, I think of a more mature Sonic, like the one that we get in Sonic Unleashed. He's a much more mature character. And I'd say that's kind of, in many ways, one of my favorite Sonics. I think Roger Craig Smith tends to get overlooked, but I'm going to say this. In Sonic Boom, I cannot imagine any other actor being that Sonic. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I, think, I think he's fantastic in that show. Obviously got a lot of love for... Um, Fuck me, how did I forget his name? Ben Jul Schwartz as Sonic. As well as, of course, Jaleel White. Um, and even Martin Burke from the Sonic OVA series. I got a lot of love for him, too. So, I, No no disrespect to, to Mr. Schwartz. I feel like his portrayal is... I think this goes for Sonic as a whole, like what I like Sonic to be. I think he works a little bit better in an ensemble instead of, you know, carrying the whole movie with somewhat grating voice which works like it's fun and it's playful and it's youthful and i think he's a fantastic actor but like i i tried rewatching the movie again finally um a couple weeks ago and i was like there's too much cartoon character and all the only other cartoon character we have is jim carrey and it's just it might be more the writing i think like it, it was just a little bit too heightened for me, and I know it's for kids, so that's probably why. But I feel um, like you could, um, if you were to have Ben Schwartz play more the game Sonic, you wouldn't have something too dissimilar to a slightly more expressive, I guess, Ryan Drummond. Give us a redub a of Sonic 06, but with Ben Schwartz as Sonic, because his voice is not far <laughs> off from what Ryan Drummond's Sonic voice was. I don't think anyway. No, I mean it's it's your your standard. There's a teenager, but not really. 
kind of voice that you see in a lot of cartoons, and that goes for all these guys. Um, I don't think I've I've found the voice yet that makes me think I can't imagine anybody else playing this character. I think it's interchangeable enough that I'm pretty okay with everything we've had so far. Always curious to see what's next. So I don't know. I I didn't like Roger's voice too much in some of the games, but I think it's more to do again with the script than anything else. That's that's just me. An interesting tidbit is when I read a Sonic IDW comic, try as I might, it will always end up the voice in my head being Roger Craig Smith. Like I'm reading, I'm like, no, you grew up with Jason. This is your chance to imagine him back. But I hear that's intentional. Okay, so it is in the way that the dialogue is written then. Yeah, Ian has said multiple times, like when he writes Sonic, he's writing it in terms of Roger. Like, and in that context, um, in the recent portrayal of the characters, that makes more sense for me. I don't quite hear that voice in my head. I don't know what I hear, but it's not quite, not quite Roger either. I hear Um, the voice of Sonic they do for Adrenaline Dubs. Actually, no idea what that is. They're a it's a YouTube channel where they actually do dubbing of the IDW comics and the Sonic that they have. The person they have, I forget his name, but the person they have playing Sonic for the Adrenaline Dub series did a really good job portraying that Sonic. I actually think he's a he's almost a middle ground between Jason and Roger in how he and how he voices him. I don't partake in a lot of fan dub stuff. Um, I think that's because early on it was just a lot of unbearably cringy stuff. But like as you know, as the fan base has grown and talent certainly you know bloomed, I mean, I, I definitely need to give more of that stuff a shot. So I might have to go check that out. I'd highly recommend it. The way they go through, yeah. the way they portray, because they do more than just voicing it over. They also add music from the game, sound effect from the games. Like it feels like you're watching a, a still motion cartoon when they do it uh, the yeah. way they portrayed the angel island arc was absolutely fantastic and got me way more hyped than i would have been if had if i'd just been reading at that point though i did end up going and, and reading reading afterwards as well but still 10 out of 10 free shout out for adrenaline dubs if anybody hasn't seen them already well there you go Any all right does questions? that we got one or two more. If uh, let's see, I think Sirs, it's your turn here. Yeah, I've got this one. This is from Alex the Tall. Said brief discussion on Sonic CD. Some people love it, while others pretend it doesn't exist. Uh, I and and why is that? So, Sonic CD is a game that I have I have gone back to repeatedly. I've I've actually never been able to beat it because something about the way the levels are designed in that game just really throws me off after about the third or fourth level and i don't know i don't know what it is i think it's that there's a lot more obstacles and stuff in it than there are in say like sonic 2 or 3 that are just kind of they feel very dimpsy in the way they're just kind of thrown in but i don't i don't think it's a bad game and it's certainly got one of the best openings has way too much ground to be a dimps game design <laughs> fair enough but um, um, yeah, I'll let you guys talk. I've done a whole fucking video about this thing. So uh, what I would say is um, Sonic CD, obviously, it's got the time travel gimmick. 
And that's something you're either going to be on board with or not. And I'm kind of mixed on it, personally, the time travel gimmick. But the thing is, if you want to play it like, like a typical Sonic game, getting from A to B, that's where it starts to kind of not fall apart, but fall short, I would say. Like, as Cirrus says, I'm not big on that level design. And I feel like a lot of the design of these levels, these levels are qualities, um, really kind of depends on that time travel gimmick, and that's just something you're either into or you're not. And the the levels and um, the levels in that game don't really lend themselves to the time travel gimmick. I'm I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. Every single time you get your time travel power in that game, it feels like you've got to go to an area of the level that's like either there's a couple of springs there or yeah, there's a half pipe. There's something that's there that's like you too much. There's something there that's like designed to be a part of the level that lets you do that, but I feel like you could have just designed the level to allow me to go fast enough anyway. It's a Sonic game. But in this... many ways, it feels like condensed and claustrophobic in terms of the level design, especially when you reach like Starlight, uh, Stardust Speedway, it's also... where you spend most of your time in these pipe structures. It's also really, really vertical, like not in the same way that sonic one or uh, or two or especially sonic two those games were kind of vertical in that there were you know two or three different pathways you could choose from and going through the level and so you can you can go up or down through the level not just right and left they had verticality there it feels like with sonic cd the levels were very very vertical there were some levels where i felt almost like i was getting lost in the way they were built and i'm and it's not that, again, it's not that the game is bad. I do like it, but it's a game that of the three separate times I've sat down with the mindset of I'm going to complete this game today, I've never been able to. I always just get get turned off at some point, and I I hate it because I don't get that way with practically any other 2D Sonic game, but with CD it does happen. It's a game where it's very much what you make of it, isn't it? Like, um, if you do indulge the full time travel stuff and you want to get those time stones and everything and you want to get that good future, like it's much more involving of an experience. But I find if you don't do that and you just go through it, the levels just aren't as fun to play as they are in Sonic 2 and Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Maybe you could make a case for them being different from Sonic 1's because I think Sonic 1's level design is good fights with sonic a lot as a playable character um but yeah no on a whole i just i think it's a it's a curiosity of a game and there's a lot of fun to be mined from it but i'd say it's really one that's just for the diehards as far as sonic is concerned yeah i mean i said it a few years ago i described sonic cd as a sonic game made for people who love sonic the hedgehog but that's only in the mindset of children of the early 90s where i really like sonic one so i'm probably really gonna like sonic cd in that sense as opposed to what sonic 2 was and how that evolved the franchise going forward um i don't know that again like I, i'm with you pup as far as like yeah I, I agree with you it's a it's an oddity of a game and being an oddity of a game is what is as part of the allure as far as i'm concerned i think the fun is infinite goofy weird stuff is just as fun as everything else like everything has this weird alien vibe to it yeah there's something very uncanny about sonic mm -hmm. cd when next to the other classics 
I can't put my finger on it, but that game feels weird. Yeah. It feels like a Sonic from yeah. another world. Yeah, and I think that's kind of why I like the American soundtrack as much as I do. I and again, I'm, I interchange between that and the Japanese one. I think they're both fun. But it helps that because it's it's trying it's lending itself to the environment as opposed to you know trying to make you move and be hoppy and exciting and I don't know. I think the American soundtrack's more focused on the background and um, the Japanese soundtrack's more focused on the actual gameplay element if that makes any sense i um, just i think my favorite thing to talk about when it comes to the soundtracks is that the usa and japan clearly had very different attitudes about dr robotnik oh yeah i mean you saw you know how he was interpreted in the saturday morning cartoons stuff like that even that robotnik is a whole conversation for another time just how they could not commit outside of japan they could not commit to what this character was supposed to be See, what I was just kind of thinking, ridiculous. Like, his Japanese theme sounds like workout music. His American theme feels like the theme <laughs> music of terrorism. <laughs> sounds like nightmares. It's like, here's how we put nightmares into audio form. And I really like it. I also understand why people feel like it doesn't fit. But like when you go like Dark Future, I think it's very fitting. That's why the I like American it as much as I do. game over music had no reason to go as hard as it did. The, yeah, I I think I think the boss music's creepier, but that's just me. I I like the boss music a lot more in the American version, but I will say that my favorite song in that entire game, as as ch as cheap of it is as cheap as it is for me to say this is start uh Stardust Speedway Bad Future Japanese. I go American I, Bad Future for me. Really? Oh yeah, dude, absolutely. I, yeah, I like Sonic 4's Metal Sonic theme. Yeah, that's that's the American. I don't hate it. That's the American. It's not the, uh, no, it's not the American. No, no, that's oh, only it's, not, a, it's the Japanese no, one. No, that's Sonic Forces. I'm saying Sonic 4 episode Oh, two. Sonic 4's. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. Well, they have two of them. They have one when you fight them on the, the roller coaster. I think the instrumentation kind of works against it a little bit, but I I do like I do like it's that a track. Good theme, like. Yeah. Um. I mean, I've, I've again, I've, I've talked about this game to death. That was a few years ago, so I understand. I, I, I wonder if um, the level design was intentionally made to make it challenging to find speed. That's how I saw it. That's how I describe all the classic games where they're doing something a little bit differently. Sonic One, it's like we're trying something new, but we're gonna um, we're gonna keep it safe with more traditional platforming uh, layouts, just in case this doesn't completely work out. Um, I think they started off with like a more traditional platforming design. And then when you look at Green Hill, like they were kind of finding their footing as opposed to like, like, oh, this is how this character's movement can can work in an environment. And it was the most refined there. We we have that on. I mean, like they also so many times. allegedly spent the most of the development time on exactly. Green Hill. So like that's and the you can, one that's you can clearly. See that. Yeah. Yeah, um, but then, I mean, you go Sonic 2, they just double down on the speed and focus on the speed. And um, they just tried something completely different with Sonic CD, and again, it works with you or it doesn't. You can play it like a traditional Sonic game, but as Cyrus points out, like if you're not there for like the time travel, um, you're going to notice design elements that seem to work against you. Um. 
because the time travel mechanic would not work in Sonic 2's level design. It needs to have explorable um, valleys. That's why it's as vertical, or sorry, I guess yeah, vertical, it yeah. Is, it is vertical. As vertical Verticality as was the point I brought up. Yeah, and that's why it is, like I keep calling it 2D mountains. It's made with that in mind. You're made to go and track down all this stuff, and you're made to track down the signs, and then you're also made to find perfect spot where you can roll through without interruption to get to the time zone you need to get to i i feel like it's it's part of the gameplay design it's a um, lot to ask of a sonic uh player I, guess. I think so but i mean i think that's again this is one of the things that so many sonic people um get in especially like adventure 2 where there's there's a high learning curve, but like it's very rewarding if you give it the time. I kind of feel that's the case with Sonic CD, where it makes a little more sense the more time you spend with it. Um, and a lot of people with a Sega CD definitely spent a lot of time with it because there wasn't a whole lot else to play on that on that machine. And I think that's why it became as beloved as it is because there's so much weird stuff to latch onto, and it it compels you, especially back then. It compels you to keep going forward, even if you're finding frustrations in the core design of it. But at the same time, there is reason why we haven't seen the time travel stuff come back. And we haven't seen quite as messy of a design in terms of uh, level layout. You saw elements of exploration Sonic Seed, Sonic 3, but like it, it, it definitely does not get in the way like Sonic CD does. It does not feel as, as necessary. It was just the emerald element of it or it was designed like you could tell like it would tease you with like oh here's what you can do with tails or knuckles when you can finally play with them mm-hmm. like that's it's it's a very refined version of that idea i think sonic cd also relates to sonic one in that sense where it's got a lot of good ideas it's just not quite there yet that's Sonic 3 and Knuckles is the greatest game of all time. <laughs> Why Sonic 3 and Knuckles matters. Mm. <laughs> Alright, pup. You've got our last you've got our last question. I do? Okay. So Okay. Um Bob asks, how about those Brooklyn Dodges? What are what are Brooklyn Dodges? I don't even know. I I have no an- I, I have no answer for you, so instead I will answer with something completely random. Um, jelly beans, gummy bears, and also citric acid. And you can put them in cereal. God damn it. I don't... Mm, I think they got a strong team this year. I think they're going to make it all the way to the World Cup. I don't know. I don't know baseball. I'm sorry. Nick's a sports fan. Sakes. He's not one of us. He's not For a nerd. Sakes, sir. So that's more your area than any of us for crying out loud. wait what You're closer to brooklyn than any of us you should yeah, you but should I know don't how about follow, them dodgers i don't follow sports ball how about them dodgers i i play dodging? i play children's card games and video games about blue hedgehogs and carving pieces off of monsters to make armor That's... stop asking us sports questions it's very emasculating <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to me about emasculating have you seen what i do on my channel 
Yes, you constantly show off. Like, look what I did. There's thighs now. Like, I don't... We never ask. We never ask. I asked. But, um... I just kind of... I had more questions after that, but then I just didn't bother. I, I decided not to get into it. Uh, well, guys, I think that's going to wrap it up in terms of what we have for questions. We've been going on for quite a while. So if there aren't any new questions for next time we record a show, we might just hop into the YouTube comments that we've missed or the community post I put up like a week ago. I'm sure there's other stuff we can get to. Yeah, that is all the questions we have on the Discord. You guys can send more our way through our email, sunsetcitypc at gmail.com. You can leave it on, so far, uh, either service or my uh, Discord servers. And you can find all that stuff on that. And you can follow all of us at our respective Twitters and YouTubes and all that fun stuff. You can find me. Everything's Game Apologist. If you just Google that, you're going to find it. You can find Channel Pup at everything channel pup at Suris is s-u-r-i-s you look him up you're gonna find him as well anything else you guys want to kind of kind of pimp until uh, the next time sonic uh, i i will say this if you are watching this episode and you have not already subscribed you should definitely do so we seem to have triple the amount of viewership on videos as we do subscribers and that is a wonderful problem to have but if you're here and you haven't hit that big red button probably a good idea too just maybe and if you're a podcast user and you're not finding us on your favorite podcast service let us know what it is i will track it down and i will take care of that for you again we're working on apple we're gonna get it done i promise we've been trying it was okay apple yeah. hates us that's how it goes yeah, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you for spending time with us in Sunset City. And uh, hope to see you again soon. The train headed for Sunset City is departing now. Leaving. No, it's leaving from CP. You ruined everything. Oh, fuck. You have to record the whole episode again now, Steroids. Oh.